Stay tuned now for the Racing for Heroes radio show with host Brett Morash on 1460 WBOX. Okay, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, it is October 16th. We're here on WBOX, uh, a Whitney Global Media Station. Uh, and today's show is uh, what I consider sort of automotive motorsports royalty. Uh, and we're going to have uh, uh, Tim McCready a little later, uh, who's in the Lucas Oil uh, Lay Modified Dirt Series. Uh, he's going for the championship this weekend in a $100,000 purse out of Portsmouth, Ohio Raceway. Uh, and then uh, uh, coming up in a moment is going to be Dan Short, uh, who is the owner of Phantom Works, uh, it, which is a uh, custom car uh, builder down in Norfolk, Virginia, where I was stationed for a lot of my military career. Uh, and he's also a uh, veteran of the United States Army Special Forces, uh, having served in the 7th Group. Um, so without further ado, uh, Dan, are you on the line? I am. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Brett. Oh, Dan, it's actually our honor. I, like I said, you're you're like veteran royalty to us. Like uh, the, the uh, you know, I, I was going to say the Duke, but I know there's another show that has that. But uh, you know, certainly you're you're a a person that I think people look up to. Uh, and you know, personally, um, you know, having made the transition from military service, uh, anytime I see someone who's an entrepreneur like yourself, I'm really appreciative. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the time in the military was was easily the most fun I ever had. Uh, transitioning to uh, becoming a business owner uh, was a big challenge, and 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 actually far more stressful and difficult even than uh, being in combat. So uh, for me, it's been a, a rather interesting uh, you know set of uh, job opportunities I've sort of challenged. Oh yeah, for sure. And and tell how did you how did you get into that coming out of the before I talk about your military experience? How did you even get into that? That seems like and especially in Norfolk, Virginia, I mean, do the Navy guys give you a hard time? Like, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, I, I, I my, my wife is Navy, so I can only oh, speak okay. so, uh, so, so <laughs> ill of, of the Navy. But no, I, I respect all services. Yeah. Um, I, I wound up in Norfolk because of my wife. Uh, with her in the Navy, I, I needed to uh, be assigned somewhere um, that, that was co-located with lots of those big gray boats. And, <laughs> and Norfolk uh, happened to be the place. I actually worked up uh, in, uh, really in the Williamsburg area at Fort Eustis while gotcha. she was down here at the uh, NOB. Um, so, so that's how an Army guy came to be in a Navy place. But uh, starting the business was just one of those things. I, I, I think it's, it's sort of that fire that burns in some people that, you know, you're not going to be happy until you are uh, creating jobs, creating mm-hmm. things with your hands. And, and that's really it. I mean, we, we could talk for hours about it, but the long story short, it was just a burning desire to create something. And that something turned out to be, of course, uh, you know, classic and custom cars. Oh, yeah, no, and, and you know, I, I think I've told my listeners before, too, and, and all my friends that I get a lot of catharsis working on my car. Uh, in fact, I, I in, this morning I, I had to drive the uh, our uh, Dunning Toyota Land Cruiser here um, through the rain, um, so, you know, I just, but I really enjoy, like, pulling it apart, putting it back together. Um, but I use it as a daily driver, so I have to put everything back well, together quick, so... And yeah, the the word you use, cathartic, is absolutely perfect. That that I I feel very sorry for a lot of uh, you know the the young people growing up today, having only experienced things like cell phone, video games, mm-hmm. and you know Xbox. When in fact the 
the thing that we like that that we look back on with very fondness is you know having created something i don't care whether you took a 2 by 4 and and carved something out of it mm-hmm. or whether you put a vacuum cleaner back together or the yeah. sort of the ultimate goal would be to build an an airplane or a car um when you get done with it there is a, an immense sense of uh, satisfaction in in turning some old junk into something just magnificent and and for for a lot of people that that will never get a chance to experience that. I, I actually feel very sorry for them because yeah. it's an amazing experience. I, no, listen, I, and I, and I think that you know, even someone who I, I'm a student of the humanities, it's it's that sort of creation process. Um, you know, when you have sort of that you know glue or the like clay, and you know, in your case, maybe like an old car that you know was coming back from the grave. You know, I think that's really important, and I, I think that it's something that you can aspire to. And 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 to your point, like if if it's a two by four and you have like a a knife, you can whittle something, you know, I mean, those sorts of things matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, look, we, we all identify in life with the things that we do. Look, if, if, if you work at Walmart as a greeter, when someone mm-hmm. says, hey, what do you do? You know, you, you don't talk about what you do at home. You, you talk about what you do for a living. And so um, sure. the, the, the ability to say, you know, we, we bring back, you know, uh, American legends and, and put them back on the road again. Uh, I got to tell you, for, for me and, and the guys and gals that work for me, I, I think for all of us, it's a very, very proud part of our lives. That, that's, that's amazing, Dan. And, and listen, thanks again for what you do. And, uh, you know, I, and I, I think that you're just an amazing person. So let me ask just a couple other questions. Um, so I, I, one of the things I like about the Green Berets, and as you probably know, I work with a lot of guys out of seventh group, uh, as I like to call it, the Red Empire. Um, you know, I know you're a fifth group guy, and we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, one of the things I'm really always impressed with with the um, Green Berets is that their ability to engage with people. Uh, and I think that's part of your kind of training pipeline, right? Absolutely. Um, the... Uh there's there's something unique about being in in a small operational detachment like mm-hmm. that. You know, when when we travel in the world, um, unlike like I, I I later became part of the conventional army. I was yeah. um, uh, an Apache pilot, and oh, wow. and you know I had, had a group of 500 people supporting uh, me and my aircraft and things like that. But uh, as as a Green Beret, you know you're you're over working with individuals. It, I mean, we lived in caves. We <laughs> we worked in in some of the most austere conditions. And there was just usually between ten and twelve of us, and and um, it was it was rather interesting the completely different dynamic of of working in that environment. So, do, do you think um, that that really prepared you though to like work the small unit environment? You probably do at Phantom Works too, I would think, right? Like with that that you're looking out for each other, and everyone else has got each other's back. Well, it, it is, and 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 the guys the guys completely get that what we do is a lot like small team uh, operations, and and for those that embrace it, it's the best experience for, of their lives. But for those that aren't quite ready mm-hmm. for like the discipline and the you know the requirement to to step up all the time and do your job, um, it can be a very painful experience. And, <laughs> for sure. And and I've 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 let go of several um, attempted wannabes mm-hmm. that you know they. they they thought they wanted it, but when it when push came to shove, they simply weren't weren't there and, and ready to give a hundred percent. Yeah, and and I, I think that is testament to your success both in uniform and and obviously in the uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, so I I have a question for you uh, that one of my uh, uh, folks sent in. Who uh, and you don't have to say name, but like explain like your toughest customer you ever had at Phantom Works. Wow, um, <laughs> so many. 
<laughs> Where do yeah, I start? You, you know, that, that list is long and distinguished, unfortunately. Um, I, I will tell you about, about one who I, I will let him remain nameless because I, I really don't need him uh, coming back uh, on me. But, but I had a customer who, when we sat down and he said, you know, I want a car that does, you know, 700 horsepower and the best handling car in the world and completely handmade custom body, you know, we talked numbers and I said, look, what you're asking for is, is $150,000 in materials and, and 150000 in labor. So, you know, are you ready for this? And he said, absolutely. And he, he couldn't wait to sign the documents. Yep. Then, you know, so, so we, we started with a guarantee of a $300,000 project wow. for, for what he wanted. And I'll, I'll never forget that when we hit 190000 <laughs> he started writing me just the nastiest letters in the world. And I said, hey, Sir, any anytime you want to quit, you know, please feel free to quit. And right. no, 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 we'll keep going. And and he just the letters got nastier and nastier. And then when we hit two hundred, he said, "I'm I'm going to get my attorney." And I said, oh, "Sir, God. you can quit anytime." And he finally agreed to quit, which of course he later recanted and begged me to finish his car. But right. I, at, at that point, you you can't imagine how relieved I was <laughs> that that he had actually threatened me and said, "You know, I'm going to quit." So, um, what 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 I find in interesting about the world of building cars is, you know, my, my crew and I are afraid of no car in the world. I don't care what, you, if you say you want to make a car fly, we, I, I believe, in, and, and I, I say that with absolute sincerity, we can make a car come off the ground and fly. But Amazing. It's the customer that, yeah. that terrifies me. No, no car project has ever scared me, but customers scare the living crap out of That's me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and this vehicle is now known as like Optimus Prime, right? It's like a transformer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when these customers decide to build these nightmare builds, believe it or not, I spend hours trying to talk them out of it. Right. I, I, I spend my time trying to convince them, why don't we build a reasonable car mm -hmm. that's reliable, that you're actually going to enjoy, rather than trying to build the world's craziest car that, you know, is going to be... Look, anytime you try to cut the leading edge on too many different sort of fronts, you're you're going to run into problems. And and I do my best to to talk my customers into reasonableness yep. and smaller bills. And believe it or not, they talk they they work as hard as they can to talk me into unreasonable, unrealistic projects. Right. But I think that that's testament to all of your training in the military and dealing with people and and being such a successful entrepreneur. So. Um, you know, bravo to you, sir. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, well, I, I got to tell you, it, it's been a great life so far. I've uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I don't have a whole lot of regrets about things I haven't tried yet. That's awesome. And listen, I'm sure we're gonna. I I, I know the show's uh, uh, just in in kind of reruns on on Motor Trend, but I'm I'm sure we'll see some amazing stuff on your your website. And and what is the website so that uh, the listeners out there can uh, tune in and see what's going on? It, it, Exactly like the show, phantomworks.com. Um, and in fact, the new exciting project we're going to start doing um, on November 14th, mm -hmm. we're going to uh, do uh, weekly um, videos on it. Um, we're building a car, a 57 Corvette, that is part of a giveaway. Um, oh, wow. So, you know, people write me all the time and they say, I wish we could afford one of your uh, cars. Well, we're going we're gonna to build a 57 Corvette and raffle it off um, for charity. Um, and uh, it's 
also part of a, uh, in, in conjunction, we're going to be um, giving a book um, with the purchase of uh, five raffle tickets. You'll be able to uh, uh, get get a book that, uh, you know, I've, I've written. So okay. uh, that's kind of the new, new phase and exciting uh, uh, venture in my life. Well, I'll be one of the first people lined up to get that book. So rest assured, and uh, and we're gonna and actually racing for heroes. We're gonna be down there uh, December fourth, so uh, that Friday. So I'm looking forward That's to right. that as well. I, I, I look forward to uh, to seeing you then and uh, putting putting on the event at the uh, the show uh, the shop. And I hope to see a, a lot of folks there. Yeah, we're gonna bring the seven seven three car as well. And I I have some former shipmates coming uh, who are now like captains and admirals down there, as well as uh, uh, just you know folks in the kind of community. So we're excited about that. And and uh, Dan, listen, thanks again. I, I have Tim on the phone, so I'm gonna uh, have to cut it off there. But Dan, thank you again, and I will see you in December. My pleasure. We'll see you then, Brett. All have right. A great one. Yep. All right. Hey, everyone. So uh, it's Brett Moore uh, still here. Uh, listen, our next guest is uh, Tim McCready, uh, who is, uh, again, like I said earlier, he is racing royalty. He is uh, driving the number 39 car, which is also a racing for heroes car, uh, supported by uh, Palin Motorsports and Mega Plumbing, uh, and is in the Lucas Oil late uh, model dirt series. Uh, and this weekend out at Portsmouth, Ohio, uh, he is going for a hundred thousand dollar purse, uh, and uh, and he he and the car owner is uh, Don Bradshaw. Uh, and so, without further ado, uh, Tim, are you on the line? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, we're super excited to have you here, and uh, and obviously, good luck this weekend. How, how's the weather out there? Are, are you guys a go, or what's the story? Yeah, everything's good. Um, we actually got we tested last night in uh, North Carolina, and then finished up and drove up here, and uh, we're we're just getting unloaded. Uh, to get ready to start later tonight. Oh, Roger that, Roger that, and and I think the guys from Racing for Heroes from the headquarters down in Virginia, I think they're all up visiting as well. And if you had a chance to bump into Mike Evoc and some of those guys, uh, no, they're going to be here a little later. We just, uh, like I said, our, some of the stuff we start testing, and and when you have to do it, of course, is you don't want to test during the day, so we test it at night when the track's a little better. And uh, drove most of the night to get up here and yeah. do some serious work. Uh, the show won't get rolling until about six or seven tonight, and then the, it'll all pop in then. And uh, like I said, everything they do for us, we really appreciate it. And the Race of Heroes is an amazing, uh, an amazing thing you guys are all doing for for uh, for the people that are uh, keeping us safe for for to be able to do what we want to do. That's for sure. Oh no, listen, and, and Tim, you know, you, you driving around the track, and you know, when you get up on the podium, and you know, you're talking to people about what we do, and you know, the things like the suicide epidemic facing, you know, the veteran community and, and things like homelessness, employment, and housing, you know, those things matter. And, you know, you have that bully pulpit to do that. And so we're super pleased that you're, you're part of our team as well. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. I mean, you know, we're always, I think everybody in life's always looking to try to help each other. Yeah. I know sometimes it gets uh, contentious and everybody's at each other's throat in certain times of the, of our life, but, uh, yeah. You know, to sit back, if it wasn't for what all, all our veterans and everybody does, uh, we wouldn't be able to sit here and argue about uh, minuscule things when you think about it at the end of the day. So if I can do a little bit, good point. it makes people smile. That's, that's, that's cool for me. No, that, and that's a good point. And, I, and, I, and I, I think the way you put that is amazing is that, you know, we're able to have these kind of dialogues. And even though it does get kind of testy at times, you know, especially right now with the election kind of looming, um, you know, I, I think people are there. But let's talk about the racing so i i didn't realize that even on dirt track it's kind of a temperature issue so um and you know it's kind of mild right now but what is the difference between a dirt track during the day and a dirt track at night well it's mostly like the racetrack so 
they have to put moisture down in it and dig it up and, and, and lay the surface back down to, to promote good racing because it, it just, as the track dries, it just gets harder to, to race like wide and different lanes and maneuver around just because as tracks dry, they start to take a little bit of rubber. And as mm-hmm. they take a little bit of rubber from our tires, you just can't move around. So most of us don't really enjoy day racing just because of that fact. It's gotcha. usually sun and, and it doesn't even matter about temperature of the day. It's more mm-hmm sunshine on the track and it just hurts the hurts the race and so night racing yeah. is always always better for us oh that's fun and 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 i guess portsmouth ohio is where you guys are and how do, how do you like that track i mean i know it's sort of like the end of the year for you as well right yeah we got like maybe two more weeks after this is one of our quote-unquote crown jewel events a uh, big mm-hmm. race with with enormous money to, to win so it's uh it's an exciting place we pulled in today and, and they've had another division running last night so it's uh it's jammed to the gills right now, man. So oh, if that's you amazing. Get up for this, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to amp you up. Oh, that's that's amazing. I, I love it. Hey, so uh, I I do have some kind of technical questions. People are asking me uh, online. Um, so kind of the first question is is that w- what was your sweetest victory ever? Oh man, it's uh, it's tough to to pin down. I mean, uh, we when we won because you I win won so the much Bowl over there <laughs> in Oklahoma in, uh, in a midget car oh, uh, yeah. probably ten years ago or more now I, I never had ran them cars before and it's a big event that has many different types of drivers in it because it's during the winter and nothing's going on so uh, it'd probably be it. It's, it it's a like I said it's turning to an event that where you'll see NASCAR drivers run IndyCar drivers run you know off road trucks and plus all kinds of other dirt racing on top of that so it's. Uh, yeah unique event and it was cool to win that yeah and, and who is the uh, best driver you've ever raced against oh man i, I don't know i mean I've <laughs> so <run> many <laughs> for me personally it'd yeah. be bob mccready my dad oh that's <laughs> in amazing my opinion, in my opinion he's the best but i guess yeah. that people have known obviously tony stewart's run with us so smoke yeah Jeff gordon's popped in here and there and a lot of the nascar guys over the years have popped in just because I think they enjoy the competition and, and at our level, and it's a grassroots racing competition yep. that guys can be professionals at. It's kind of the best of both worlds. You don't have the pressure of uh, all the corporate people all the time, right, and, uh, right. and, and you can have some fun and relax and, and entertain people without having that much uh, ratcheted up. So I think people enjoy racing with us when they can. Yeah, because you grew up kind of in the Watertown area of New York, because I'm, I'm down in New Rochelle is where we're transmitting from. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I actually, uh, believe it or not, worked out at Fort Drum as a civilian. Uh, oh, yeah. For four or five years on, uh, yeah, on our military uh, helicopters, uh, Cobras and, and Apaches and oh, stuff wow. like that when I first started racing. So, yeah, we, uh, oh, that's amazing. Military's uh, pretty close to where I grew up, and it's very important yeah, you know, it's to really... everybody in our, in our uh, town up there. Yeah, 10th Mountain. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if you heard Dan Short on a little earlier. I didn't realize he was an Apache pilot in addition to being a Green Beret. Like, that's got to be like a Dan Short uh, kind of like little-known facts kind of thing, but uh, that's amazing. I didn't know you worked on Apaches. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I did, a, you know, just for a few years, we did some foreign sales contracts mm-hmm. and things like that, refurb, and then uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, you should be able to get out and see different things, and, and the, the military, to me personally, is amazing how how much they have to keep up with. It's not just running in there and doing their job. There's a lot of maintenance and a lot of... Uh, they don't get as much credit as they deserve for how hard they get to work and everything they do. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you know, and that's why you know, like I said, Dan was on a, a, a little earlier, but like it's that it's that sort of like twelve hour kind of day, you know. It, but you're also looking at it from like the military guy. It's like it's every day, twenty four seven, you know. And and I think that even as a contractor, you probably saw some, you know, the pressure that you know is to get the birds going and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, the test pilots were amazing, and, and just uh, most of the people are obviously had been in the military. I was yeah. fortunate enough that uh, they hired me, and I was young, and, and I was racing at the same time. And uh, it, it was just a u- unique part of my life. It's I, I've had a pretty cool life, so I, I'm not going to complain about anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, so another another kind of technical question. So I I, uh, I like I said I know Mike Evox up there, but you guys actually have a car part in pro, uh, in common. Uh, this Longhorn chassis that the whole car is kind of built around. Um, and uh, can you just tell us a little bit about you know I, I didn't realize the chassis that were that much different. But what's kind of special about the Longhorn chassis? Well, I mean, I guess with the Longhorn chassis for me personally was. Uh, we, we'd been with different manufacturers, and, and uh, then I met the Labanis, Justin uh, Labanis, and Terry's dad, and obviously Bobby Labani, the NASCAR racers. Uh, they started a chassis company, and we just had some meetings and got to talking and, and uh, decided to buy one, and it just kind of flourished. And, and their cars, for me personally, were just a uh, little easier to work on, I would <laughs> say, as far as the baseline setup. You can really miss a little and still be competitive. And, uh, and just the attention to detail that they got and the way they build stuff is just like anybody, the, the NASCAR community or the IndyCar community, people like that, they are very meticulous and mm. very good at, uh, at craftsmanship, and, and um, that's kind of why we ended up there. Gotcha. Yeah, no, and listen, and I, I saw them building the 773 car down in uh, Virginia, and, I mean, there's just things that, like, people don't even realize, and I think it's unique to kind of the type of racing you're doing with. Like, even the engine is slightly offset from center uh, because it's really a weight issue. Yeah, we go through and, um, and and even so, like the motors run motors run better when they're level. So if the car's gonna travel, say from the ground up in the air, twelve inches or however far it's gonna travel, the motor gets all laid over the wrong way. And, yeah, and and, all, and things like this. So it's just more efficient. The drive line's more efficient if you could twist these engines, and mm-hmm. which is unique to this division. I, I've driven in other divisions where the way the cars are built, there's no um, ability to do any of that. So these cars. Mm-hmm. Very uh, ahead of their uh, time when it comes to technology and things like that, comparable to some of the other divisions in the country. Yeah, and and I think they're incredible. I, I had a ch- like I said, I had a chance to see the seven seven three car, which is very similar to what you're driving. I mean, you can even adjust on the fly, right? The the front braking versus the rear braking, right? Like a balance. Yeah, they have a lot of. Uh, they used to have a ton of in car adjustments, which we've slowly they slowly got rid of that. Hmm. Rid of that just for the to help some of the local people that don't race as much. And it's hard to divisions you want them all to prosper you want to be able to have a guy that can work 50 60 hours a week show up and be competitive and if you give us too much as professionals in car adjustments it just it just makes these guys feel like they they can't compete so we're Mm -hmm. we're down to a brake bias which is pretty cool so you can if you feel like you're loose into the corner and Mm -hmm. you can't you slide too much you you put more front brake and you can do that right as you're racing under the green flag it's like a crank right like i kind of remember seeing at least in the 773 car Yes, yep, just like that. Yep. Um, so, I, I, and I know that we talked a little bit uh, earlier today. Uh, so, I, I heard you had a tire go down at Super Dirt Week. Uh, what happened? And, uh, and, and you know, how did you get around that? Oh, it's just one of those things. I'm, I told you earlier, uh, the Super Dirt Week race for us when I was growing up was probably the biggest race that we ran. And my dad was fortunate enough to win it once. And oh, wow. It's a 200, 200 lap race on a mile track with pit stops, live pit stops, oh, and wow. everything. So it's it's a grueling race. And uh, as a kid, that was my Daytona 500. So <laughs> I'd run there many, many years, led a bunch of laps. And really, that was probably the most competitive we'd been where there's only four or five laps left. And they had a bad wreck, so they red flagged it. And Ugh. I was just sitting on a backstretch. And uh, believe it or not, a fan yelled through the fence to tell me I had a flat right rear. And, and we ran radios and things of that yeah. nature. And, 
it just, you know, it's about as heartbreaking for me personally as anything I've ever done just because I've never won the race. And now the mile track's gone because oh. of economics and everything yeah. else. And, you know, it's it's just one of those deals. I mean, you try not to look back, but that, that was probably probably my biggest heartbreak in racing. <laughs> that is tough. That's tough. Well, at least your dad won it, though, so he's probably got that whole battle over you. So. Yeah, that's okay. He's won so many more than I have. I've had a very good career, but his uh, his career is like on being on steroids. I would imagine that's for sure. No, like listen, you know he's incredible. You're incredible. Um, so just a couple other questions. So tell tell me about the race team. I know Palin Motorsports, Don Bridgier, and you know his his daughter are all involved. Uh, it, you know any little shout outs for them? Yeah, the whole family. I mean, Donald and Gina obviously uh, they they don't have to do what they're doing. Uh, they were. Donald raced for many years, and he still races a little bit from time to time. And, and then Gina and them sponsored us last year, and they, they came to me, and we had a different team I was driving for. And like I said, uh, they, they have really uh, been a blessing personally for me because i have been racing a long time, and I've mm-hmm. had a very good owner before these, these two came along. And yeah. uh, they just have pumped the program up, and, and sometimes you need a little bit of new blood to to get things going and, and uh, their their attitudes are so great and very positive and it's taught me to be more positive and to look at things in a different light and I think that's why we've been very successful. That's awesome. They surrounded me with so many good people. It's all about the community I, I, and I, I mean that in the veteran space, I mean that in the real world outside of the veteran space, you know, so I just, it's amazing. Um, and so uh, kind of last thing, uh, I know it's, uh, you know, this race is a big deal. Uh, what channel is it being shown on this weekend? Um, I believe it's on the Lucas. It's only on an app, the you know, Lucas okay. Oil uh, Racing TV app. So, it, which is a beautiful app. I mean, heck, the clarity on that thing's as good as any TV that I have in my house. Oh, very but, cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. It'll be a hundred laps. It's a two day event, so we'll start tonight with heats and get that get the feature lined up for tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then tomorrow will be a hundred lapper for a hundred thousand to win. I mean, somebody's going to go home pretty happy. Uh, and and of course, everyone in the racing period universe is putting out good karma that it's it's your car. I'm for sure. I hope so. it is. I, I mean, we've been <laughs> close in this one and had a lot of bad luck at this place too. But we're we're usually really fast, and uh, hopefully we can put this racing parallel cars up front. Oh, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. And like I said, we're just getting ready to the, get to the end of the show. So uh, I just want to thank you again, Tim, and seriously, all the best luck this weekend. So thank you so much. Anytime, man. It was a privilege to be on the show. No, yes, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, race fans. Uh, you know, it is coming to the end of our show yet again. Uh, just to give everyone an opportunity, uh, we are running a 5K virtual race. Please go to our website, www.racingforheroes.org. Sign up. You get a free T-shirt or you get a belt buckle, uh, and it'll be just absolutely amazing. So uh, really looking forward to that, everyone. Uh, and uh, have a great day and a great weekend, and watch the race. Little down the road.